the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is our hour of power where we work on the one organ that never has to deteriorate. And of course, I'm talking about the brain, right man? The brain, it never has to deteriorate. It has unlimited plasticity. But there's something called atrophy. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. And let me suggest, that doesn't just apply to our brain. That applies to every other organ. And let me suggest that we have a heart issue as well. Uh, hardening of the heart. Uh, I don't know what we'd call arteriosclerosis, right? Sclerosis would be hardening of the arteries, right? Uh, but man, when people get their heart hardened, uh, boy, that's worse. It might not be a medical condition, but it is a life condition. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about the unconscious creatures that we are. Uh, it is positive that we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Think about that, 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. That means the majority of our experience on this planet is driven by the unconscious. If you think about that, that's just mind-boggling. So whether we're talking about, you know, we put all kinds of weird words on them, ruts, um, neural pathways, uh, habits, uh, we humans have a tendency to go unconscious. And the problem is that we miss much experience when we do this. We miss much opportunity, and we miss many, many, many people. See, the human was made to function at a high level on autopilot. That's how we were created. But when we step into the driver's seat, we can accomplish so much more and truly live our lives like they matter. And today I want to discuss this thing called autopilot because we are unconscious creatures. And I say this all the time. You know, we have the three zones that we live in. We have the comfort zone. Uh, that's where things go to die. Uh, that's where we just start going through the motions. You know, most of us have driven home uh, to, from work uh, hundreds, thousands of times. So think about this. How many times have you driven home from work without consciously thinking about driving home? You know what I'm saying? I mean, your body's putting on the blinkers, your body's hitting the gas, hitting the brakes, doing all the things it's supposed to do, but mentally you're somewhere else. It's a self-induced trance, right? We've all done it before. Now, I'm not talking about drug or alcohol-induced, right? We're, we're law-abiding citizens, right? But you know what I'm talking about. We're, we're physically there. But we're mentally somewhere else. We're, we're planning a, a good evening with our spouse or a good party with a weekend. Uh, we're, we're thinking about the terrible day we had at work or the good week we had at work, right? We're mentally somewhere else. We're checked out mentally. 
but our bodies are going through the motion. Our bodies are doing everything it's supposed to be doing. And see, that's what happens in life because we can function at a high level at the uh, unconscious level. Remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously, roughly. Uh, and you can debate that. There's always reason to argue everything. You can argue about everything. But even whether that figure is exactly correct or not, it tells you a story. It tells you a story. And the story is this, that most people are deaf, numb, and blind. Now, that's not an insult. That's a factual data. I've been doing what I do at leadership training for 30 years, the most intensive, transformational, life-altering 48 hours of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and read about it. And don't just go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. Go to likeitmatters.net and sign up. You know, you want to change your life. You want to have a great 2022. Go there. That's what you got to do. We got a class coming up February 17th through 19th in Las Vegas. Uh, I'll be in Dallas March 3rd through 5th. It uh, looks like we're coming back to uh, Minnesota, most likely St. Cloud, not, not Minneapolis, uh, uh, St. Paul, sorry, sorry, too liberal, uh, too many mandates that can't uh, function. But March 31st, we're looking to come back to Minnesota for the first time in a couple years. Uh, April 21st, uh, we'll be back in Dallas, and then in May, we'll be in Las Vegas. And so one thing I've learned doing this training is most people are deaf, numb, and blind. And I've been doing this for 30 years. I've walked in, intimately with 15,000 people, successful people, unsuccessful, uh, all religions, all backgrounds, all skin colors, all nationalities. See, right? we all look, but we don't see. We all hear those that are capable, but we don't listen. And we can all touch, but we stop feeling. And that's what's going on in this world. That's why you see the mess that we're in. Because people are unconscious. They're going through the motions. They're just being triggered, just reacting. See, we're so busy judging people because we live in a world right now where it no longer matters the content of your character. Uh, we should just cancel the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday because uh, we, we just spit on Dr. King's dream. We spit on it. We mock him. We say that people like George Floyd, who only known for how he was killed by somebody, that he's more important than Martin Luther King Jr., a man who lived his life with integrity, a man who served God, a man who marched and put his life on the line to help people of color, who lived a noble life, who died a noble life. And we want to equate that guy uh, to a criminal uh, who happened to be killed by someone who didn't do his job well. I mean, it's just stunning that we can do that. See, we look at people, but we don't really see them. We're so busy judging them. We're so busy deciding what skin color, what percentage of a victim they are, so worried about what word could trigger them, what, uh, what pain or what hatred they have. And right now, you're all hearing me, those of you that have the gift of hearing. The thematic membrane's vibrating, and my words are turning into words in your head. But people don't listen well at all. And that's the number one way we disrespect people. We tell them they don't matter, they don't have a voice. And right now, most of you are touching something, whether it be the steering wheel, uh, your face, a pen, the computer keyboard, uh, a radio dial. But let's be honest, a lot of people stopped feeling a long time ago. And this is why I do what I do. It's a wake-up call. Because we're so unconscious, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. We have something like two exabytes of data that go through our eyes and our ears, our experience every single day. We got shiny objects. We got squirrels. We're so distracted. And we wonder why we're in the mess we're in. And that's why I do what I do at likeitmatters.net. I wake people up. My class is called Leadership Awakening. 
You know, when you set an alarm clock, it's a loud noise. It goes off. When someone wants to wake you up quickly, they shake you. And man, ladies and gentlemen, we are on autopilot and going to a cliff. We are on autopilot. We are comfortably going to divorce court. We are comfortably going to a, a authoritative regime. We are comfortably going to one particle rule, one party rule. We are comfortably going to a civil war in this country. Uh, and people need to wake up. You need to wake up. This is why I do what I do. Because people are broken. You know, I uh, just had a class last weekend. Briefly share what the biggest block in life or business was before attending. And this guy wrote, lack of self-worth. I was always thinking that I wasn't good enough. I never spoke up because I thought the words that would come out would be garbage, that no one would care. And do you realize how many people are feeling this because of traumas and dramas from their past? Not because of uh, systemic racism, but the lack of family, the lack of men in a home, the lack of positive role models, the lack of telling the truth. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why I do what I do. Chinese general wanted to change the world, but as he sat down to change the world, he realized that he had to start with his country. As he started focusing on how he's going to change his country, he realized he had to start with his community. As he wanted to change his community, he realized he had to start with his family. As he figured out how he was going to change his family, he realized the only person he could change was himself. And when he changed himself, that would affect change in his family. And that change in his family would affect change in his community. That change in his community would affect change in his country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. We got to quit worrying about changing everybody else, changing the president, changing this, changing that. Yeah, our president screwed up. Yeah, we have people running our government that we don't know who they are. There are bad people, uh, spirits running this government, running it into the ground, pitting us against each other. But all that said, ladies and gentlemen, we got to go back to the one person that we can control. We've got to shake ourselves awake. We got to make ourselves alive. We got to make ourselves own our lives and then start doing better. And that gives other people permission to do the same. And today we're going to be talking to two recent graduates from Leadership Awakening who in 48 hours will tell you, you can change your life and keep the change. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. 
and school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Don't try and church it up, son. <laughs> I am black and you're back. I mean under construction. That means being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And ladies and gentlemen, that's really what a leader does. You know, we can sit around and look at all the struggles, all the pain, all the hurt, and I deal with it. I walk in that stuff. But, you know, until we live our lives like it matter, until we're driven by that, until we truly understand that we're here to make an impact, we just go through the motions. And it's really easy to go through the motions. Matter of fact, uh, I was reading uh, one of these uh, reports that I have people fill in at the end of my training. And it says, briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending. He said, my biggest block was a lack of commitment due to no sense of urgency. And see, one thing I teach is that we have to have a sense of urgency. You know, planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And people go through life on autopilot, just like they drive their cars home. They just, you know, things will always be the same. That they get up each day, do what they do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again. And they don't even think about it. There's no thought process. There's no realization of what's going on. They miss so much. See, in my training, one thing I teach people is how to have heightened sensory acuity. When people come on my training, uh, their eyes are open. They can see more clearly. They can hear more clearly. Uh, They can feel more clearly. See, we get confused, and confusion is the number one weapon formed against us. When we're confused, we don't speak up. When we're confused, we don't stand up. When we're confused, we don't stand out. We just fall in line. And right now, there's much malaise. I mean, you look at the pain. You look at the hurt. This is why I do what I do. I get stirred up. I want to leave this world a bit better than the one I found. Let's be honest, parents, we've all wanted to do that, right? One of the biggest goals of a parent is to give our children a a better life than we had. I don't know a good parent out there that wouldn't want that, to say my goal for my kids 
is to give them a better life than I had, to, to give them more hope, more opportunity, more blessing. That's the key. And yet so many people are going through life and they're missing the opportunity. Why? Because they're checking the boxes. They're going through the motions. Got so much hurt, so much pain, so much disappointment that people don't even realize it's there. They just get used to it. They get numbed down and they just go through the motions. And man, that's what I love about what I do. I get a chance to to wake people up. I get a chance to set the alarm clock and make things happen. Uh, One of the reports, at the end of the report, I asked people to tell me, what is the biggest breakthrough? What is the biggest benefit you've gained from this training? And here's this one gentleman. He's a 26-year-old man. He says, the benefits I'm gaining from this training are that I have been given the tools to become a better man. I have been given the tools to become the best version of myself. I'm going to take these tools and immediately start using them in my personal and business life. Now listen to this. I'm going to very, very soon realize all, release all this hatred in my heart by letting go of all that has been making me mad. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to love. I'm going to have compassion so that everyone around me enjoys being around me. I am going to love unconditionally. Man, if you're looking for a mission statement to change this world, that's it. See, I want you to think about it. I told the story about a Chinese general before the break. And the Chinese general had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. But as they sat down, he's meted it backwards. He realized that that change had to start with himself. This is the thing. We want to run around fix everybody else. We want to run around telling everybody else how they're wrong, how they don't do this, how they don't do that. The problem is we can't change anybody else. And so when we change ourselves, though, that can inspire people. That can motivate people. And then that change in ourselves could affect change in our family. Now our families change. We're treating our family different. Our spouses have known a difference. Our kids are noticing a difference. And so they're treating people differently. They're interacting with their friends and other people differently. And so when we change our, that change in our family then changes our community. And in that community, then, we start making changes. And more people start making changes. And there's something called the 3%. Uh, you know, you got to look up the 3%, the third, the, what is it, the third, the th- 100th monkey, I think it's called, the book. It's about that 3% critical mass. Once a small group of people start doing something, it hits a critical mass, and then other people start doing it. So then we have that change in our community. Then, then translates over, pours over, and we change our country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will change the world. I mean, think about this. For the longest time, the world wanted to be like America. And somehow over the last dozen years or so, it's been shifting. And we went from the world wanting to be like us to where we want to be like the world. And I always say, now let's bring this back personally. Let's go from globally back to personally. What about you? Are you living your life in such a way that you're wanting to be like everybody else? Or are you living your life in such a way that everybody else wants to be like you? See, that's how we make a difference. We consciously live our life. And life is busy. We got so many distractions. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And in epigenetics, a study of epigenetics, we are told that we are basically a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And the greatest environment we have 
is between the stimulus and the response. See, that is our power. There is our freedom. Remember Dr. Viktor Frankl, the logotherapy. He says, my favorite quote, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. We don't get that power from government. We don't get that power from Uncle Joe. We don't get that power from the church. We get that power from God. And what we got to do when we can't consciously, I mean unconsciously, live our lives like it matters. You can't do that on autopilot. It must be a conscious choice. See, we were made well to run on autopilot. Man, I study this human experience. I study the mind-brain connection. I study the physiology, the psychology, the biology, the theology, the sociology. These are patterns. These are patterns. And the key with patterns, you got to identify the pattern and then ask yourself a question. Is this getting me what I want? And the answer is no. And why is America in the mess we're in right now? Too many people are sleepwalking. I mean, think about it. That's why this, this concept of woke. If you know anything about the spiritual battle that we are in, the devil, the prince of the power of the air, the prince of this world, is a counterfeiter. He can't create anything. And so what he always does is he takes something of God and he counterfeits it. He twists it. If you think of the word pervert, is to twist. Think of the word wicker, right? Wicker furniture, right? You know what wicker furniture is? It's kind of a hardened wood, and it's twisted. It's called wicker. Look it up. That's what the word wicked means. It's where it all comes from, the base word, wicked. We're taking the truth, and we're twisting it. What this world needs is to wake up. Because, man, we're moving further away from God. We're moving further away from our values. We're moving further away from treating people by the content of their character and not by their external traits, right? We're moving further away from that, and we're doing it on autopilot. And that's what the irony is, the left, the progressive thing, awoke. Think about it. We got to wake up. We got to have an alarm clock. That's why what I train is leadership awakening. It's a startling. It's a shaking. And yet the left, the progressive, the spirit of the Antichrist calls what they believe as woke. Don't you hear it? It's a counterfeit. It's the scapegoat. It's everything else that God does. The world has to mimic it, copy it. Remember, the original sin was we wanted to be like God. Guess what? The original sin hasn't stopped, has it? We want to build our own. We want to merge our brains with computer or artificial intelligence. We want to create a metaverse with virtual reality, with augmented reality. Uh, I'm going to do a show next week called Reality. What a concept. Because we now don't live in a reality. We live in a metaverse. We live in a virtual reality. We live in an augmented reality. But just like truth has been subjective, now, for so long, we've allowed people to say truth is subjective. What's true for you is not true for me. Well, let me ask you, is it true that two plus two is four? Is it true? Of course it is. It's true in Russia. It's true in China. It's true in the Middle East. It's true in Bangladesh. It's true in Africa. It's true whether you use Eastern philosophy or Western philosophy. See, but what we've done is we bought into this lie that truth is relative, now you know what we've made relative to? Reality. There are still 35% of the country out there that believe uh, Donald Trump is a Russian spy. 
What? Because for four years, for 24 hours, seven days a week, MSNBC, CNN, uh, all these other Axios, um, the Washington Post kept telling you that we got proof, we got proof, we got proof, and none of it was there. And yet still, even though now when they release all the proof that shows it wasn't true, it was unfounded, it was paid for by Hillary Clinton, it was a Democratic opposition research that was then pushed off to the FBI to harass people. I mean, we're not dealing with the truth anymore. We're dealing with the January 6th incident where it was staged, where you had FBI agents involved, where you had people cutting down wire fences an hour before uh, the incursion, and no one's, the FBI's not looking for that guy. You're looking for people on blowhorns that are telling people to attack and, and do this, and notice we don't know who those are. There's a lot of government officials. Why did Nancy Pelosi deny the extra National Guards when Donald Trump ordered them? This was intended to happen because we aren't awake. We're going through the motions. See, leadership is a loop. You've got to flex your pecs, leaders. You've got to stand up. You've got to wake up. And that's what I do. That's what I do on this radio show. That's what I do at likeitmatters.net. I am black. Today, we're talking about autopilot. It's time to get off it. I'll be right back. Is that the truth or a lie? I don't know. Most of the actual fighting will be done by small robots. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. I hope you'll all listen to this message. The world is quickly changing. You may hear people and entities urging you to make choices without real consideration, without all the information you need to make a wise decision. The Lord himself tells us to reason with him. He does not want us to blindly follow, but to think. Do not be deceived or subtly tempted like Eve was. The Lord would have you think, question, and challenge. We all want peace, truth, and life. This only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. As we face choices, I urge you again, think very carefully. Especially consider the one who has the power to destroy both body and soul. Even if there were a way for your physical life to be extended, we will all need to face death someday. I pray you will truly consider the decisions you make about your health. But much more importantly, consider the decision you make about your eternity. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. 
One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. What is this, bizarro world? Welcome back. Yes, it is Bizarro World to Like It Matters Radio. And I am the lead Bizarro Man. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction. It's a fancy schmancy little phrase that means you're working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. Right on. Because, boy, the one organ we have in our body that never has to deteriorate is our brain, our noggin. And unlimited plasticity. But can I suggest that there's an issue of the heart in this country as well. A lot of people have shut off their hearts. And and for those that have them still turned on, it's just anger and hatred, self-righteousness, wanting to destroy. You got people, these kids, want to do a hunger strike until the Voting Rights Act is passed. What a joke. It's not a Voting Rights Act. We've been voting for 200-plus years. You think all these people, how many black people do you think are Republicans and Latino Republicans? It's silly. See, that's what I love about what we do. We take groups of people from all walks of life, all income levels, and we bring them to a common understanding that we're all living, breathing human beings. We all have the same needs and wants and desires. And one of the cool things about my training is once you go through my training, you can come back and go on staff, which is assist to give back. So let's go to our phone lines. We've got a staff member from this last class. Let's welcome RJ to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, RJ? I'm doing pretty great. I'm doing pretty great. Enjoying this cool weather. A little cool, a little 25-degree weather here in uh, Metroplex. Hey, so, RJ, how old are you? I'm 19 years old. Okay, 19 years old. You're a friend of my son, Christian. You guys uh, guys went to Burton together, correct? Yes, sir, since high school. Awesome, awesome. awesome. So you went to my class. When did you go through the training? I went to the training in August. August. So what did the training do for you? What, when you left that training at the end of your class in August, what, what did you gain? What, what did it do for you? The training had opened up my eyes to what I can really push in. Really, I can really achieve with the like maximum that there's more than a hundred percent in my own mind. I had always thought that I was yep. achieving what I achieving what I already could possibly get to and that all my skills were already reaching their maximum and that I could only do so much. The class pushed me beyond my comfortable, my limit of comfortability and pushed me beyond my limits. Yeah, you thought you were already, and again, you just said he's 19 years old. And again, those of us that I'm 56 now, when I was 25, I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew it all. But at 19 years old, you were unlike most people. You were actually pushing yourself wanting more, and thought you were at your max, right? That's what you just said, correct? Yes, I thought that uh, leadership, was it that going on a leadership expedition, I'd be able to breeze through it, my public speaking ability was strong, and my ability to change and mold to the environment was going to carry me through. Yeah, but when you got out of there, you saw something different, right? You saw a new picture, right? Most definitely, without a doubt. 
Yeah. Would it be fair to say when you came out of that class, you were uh, you were awake that you you had heightened sensory acuity, you could see more things, you could hear more things, you experienced more feelings. Is that a fair statement? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. I was able to have more awesome. emotional acuity. I had seen things that yeah. I didn't see before, and I had a much better, deeper understanding of discernment. Yep. Now, that's the key. And, and we're not talking about Ghostbusters here. We're not talking about Ghostbusters. Don't go swear on me. But then what happens is you went back into the normal life and gravity kicks in, right? I mean, you were pulled back. You were pulled back into that uh, mundane life, pulled back to, to not be so awake, to not be so aware. Is that a fair statement? Do you think you were pulled back by gravity when you got outside the class in the normal world? Yeah. Um, was it reality? Kick did did definitely kick back in for me. It seemed like life and its everyday struggles. It continued to pull me down and pull me down, and it just worked away at the at the like at the energy and the the the, the energy that I had achieved from the class and the excitement. It yep. began to just chip away at it. Yep, because we're going out there in the dead world. People don't get that, you know. In that class. Uh, you're around hope. You're around life. You, you know, people of all different skin colors, all different beliefs, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, and yet they're all pushed. Uh, they're all held to account, and they're all told you can do better. And that 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 environment allows people to rise. I mean, would you agree with that statement? Yes, most definitely. Awesome. Awesome. And then we go back in the real world, like you said, right? Getting hit with reality. That's what you said. Uh, and then we realize how numb, how dead people are. Just go through the motions. Just put your nose to the grindstone. Just keep your eyes, right? All that stuff. And then after a couple months, you feel like you're right back to where you were before. Is that fair? Yeah. It felt like I had, yeah. what was it? It felt like I had lost my clarity. I took off my glasses kind of thing. Yep. 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 And that's from August. You went through on fire. And here we are in the brand new year. Uh, again, just like, like normal. And so you went back and staffed. And what staffing is, is you get to go through again, but this time you sit in the back of the room and you assist me and Ms. Black, my assistant trainers, my wife, Ms. Black. And so Ms. Black's job is to make sure that I have everything I need to do the class. And the staff's job is to make sure Ms. Black has everything she needs to make sure she can do her job, which allows me to do my job. So you got to tell me, you went back, you staffed, you saw it from the other side of the table. You were reminded about your experience. And what did you gain? This weekend you gave of yourself. You weren't in the class. You, you supported the class. But what did you gain from giving of yourself this weekend? Um, to be honest, to be, to gain from this class, what I, what I gained from staffing this time around, I was able to just take a step back from me and it felt like I was able to look into other people's stories just for even just a brief moment and truly gain investment and really like, like how, like how deep and how much was behind each one of these people and their own stories and their own lives. And even in outside of that, I saw, I saw my own similarities with them as well, because considering the fact that I was staffing at the exact same building, the exact same room that I had previously went to the class before was a bit surreal to see these people go through similar steps as I did before. And what you said is you realized that these people were just like you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the cool thing, just so everybody knows, and not that I get wrapped up in this, but there's a big difference. If RJ and I were standing next to each other, not only is he a much better looking guy than me, not only is he a lot younger amount than me, better build than I am, but there's also something else you would notice is my skin is pasty white 
and his skin is a nice, uh, beautiful black. <laughs> and so you are the only person with black skin in that class, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, you had brown, we had some brown people, right? But, right, you were only, quote, and I hate even saying this, I apologize, only black person in that class, correct? Yeah, yeah. But here's what's so incredible. What you said before, you realize that these people are no different. And, RJ, you've been around me, you've been around my son Christian, and know how I, I rail against this racism crap. Uh, because uh, we're not to judge anybody based on some DNA marker. God tells us to have discernment, to judge based on people's choices, based on people's actions, to base on the content of their character. Uh, and how do you feel about, right? We had, what, 13 people in class, and we had four staff, so there were 17 of us. How do you feel about those 16 other people in that class? Sure, what was it? I think that uh, one of our other staff members, um, Mr. Guys, he had told me, to remember and keep this is just a little excerpt to add on to it. He told me to keep all the, um, keep all the staff's contact information because this was my class as well. And after he yeah. opened my eyes up to that, it made me feel like this was my extended family. Although I wasn't yeah. directly sitting in those chairs, I still felt like at the end of this forty eight hour experience that I was closer and I was more intimate. Barely even sharing any words with most of the people in that room, I still felt like I was yeah. closer and I was I can lean in and just. Just, just believe in the, was and love these people in, um, in front of me. Yeah, and that's so cool. And you know what you did, RJ, is even though you were in the back room, I was in the front room, you were supporting them, you walked through their pain. When they were doing a process, you were doing the process. When they shed tears, you felt their pain. When they were laughing, you were laughing. So you got a chance to walk in their shoes while they were going through that experience. Do you think that's a fair statement? Yes, most definitely. Yeah, and you feel connected. You know, I'm always amazed when I hear people say, my people. Uh, when someone uh, has black skin, they're talking about black skin people. And I always wonder if a white-skinned person says, my people, who are they talking about? And that's what we got. We get this thing that my people. Well, the Bible is pretty clear. You know, you and I are brothers, RJ. You know that. We both serve the yes. God of the universe. We have both humbled ourselves at the cross of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are brothers in Christ. And, and, you know, it's not about our skin color. You know, 99.9% of our DNA is the same. Uh, it's that one-tenth of one percent. And, again, you know this, RJ, you heard it. But we have three billion genomic pairs. And in that, those pairs, one-tenth of one percent is three million pairs. And in those three million pairs is all the difference. But I want you to know, RJ, man, I would go into battle with you by my side anytime. Uh, you're a good man. You had a good heart. Uh, man, you are you are such a blessing to so many people, and I just want to thank you for giving of yourself, uh, for your friendship with my son, and for what you did this last weekend. So, God bless you, my friend. I appreciate you joining us. You have an awesome day. Okay. You as well. Thank you so much for having me on again. All right, buddy. God bless you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, who are your people? Your people are living, breathing human beings. People who have pain and desires. People who want to love and be loved people who want to know they matter, people who want to know they're special, people who really want uh, to, to get better today than they were yesterday, people that want to provide for their families. So we got to realize who we are and what RJ experienced was understanding. And I truly believe what's missing in today's world is understanding. See, we don't know how we work. We don't know how we create experience. We don't understand the pain of another person. And if we're willing to walk a mile in someone else's shoes 
and to understand what they're going through. When we can meet people in their map of reality, that's what RJ was talking about. You become part of a family. You don't see skin color. You don't see the shape of someone's eyes. You don't see those external traits that are nothing more than genomic indicators. What you see is a living, breathing human being that has dreams and desires. They want to love and be loved just like you do. I am Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about autopilot. We'll be right back. I feel your pain. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably... Two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic, it was intense, it was powerful, you know, it was, it was amazing, it was amazing. Leadership Awakening, change your heart, change your mind, change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. This is Black, and I am your Toto today. 
Yeah, no, not the band Toto. Although that's a pretty good band, right? I'm the dog. You know, uh, I'm a, one of the big dogs. You know, if you're not the lead dog, then the view never changes. You don't know that? You remember when Alice, I'm uh, not Alice, uh, when uh, Dorothy and uh, her little characters or friends uh, went to the Wizard of Oz because they all needed something and they were hoping that this great, powerful Oz could give them everything they needed. You know, the, the Oz was a representative of the government. Uh, and we all know now, after we've seen the movie, it's all smoke and mirrors. There was no great and powerful Oz, right? And it was Toto that helped us, right? John just played the clip. Remember, Toto being the investigative reporter that he is, right? Or she is, right? Uh, everybody else is dealing with the government, dealing with the, the bells and whistles, all the fake charade, right? And then Toto does a little investigative reporting to find out what's really going on. Is there really a great and mighty, powerful Oz? And so as Toto is looking around, let his nose, following his nose for the evidence, he realizes that there's a little curtain over there. And behind the curtain, he hears somebody pulling things and some machinations going on. And he tugs on the little curtain and he pulls it open. And there's a dumpy, short little dude pulling on bells and whistles, speaking in a microphone that's altering his voice to make him sound more powerful than he is. This is a man. Boy, if that is not uh, yeah, uh, 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 an analogy for the Biden administration, it's exactly what's going on. And part of what I do, this is not about who you voted for. This is about reality. You know, the truth will set you free, Jesus Christ said, but first it's going to make you miserable. I think it was Charles Garfield that said that. And so we pull back the curtain to let you know what's going on. That's what it means to be awakened. This is why the left and the, the, the prince of the power of the air has counterfeited the phrase woke. Uh, woke used to be a good thing. I, I, I'm, a, I'm awake now. I'm, I've woken up. Uh, I'm now realizing what's going on. But woke today just means a deeper state of unconsciousness, that you're just a sheeple, that you're being led around like having a nose ring in your nose and there's a chain tied to it and they're pulling on you. Because trust me, if someone pulls on your nose, your body goes wherever your nose goes. I promise Ouch. you that. I promise you that. The Assyrians did that. Why don't you look up uh, Zedekiah, King Zedekiah. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, put a, a ring in their nose all the way into the bone, I think, cartilage. And then they put a chain on it, and that's how they marauded around uh, a losing king. The conquering king would take the losing king and lead him by a chain with a ring in his nose. Because wherever your nose goes, I promise you, your body's going to go. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what I do in this uh, radio show. This is not about politics. This is about culture. This is about reality. Trust me. I got to take a look at myself on a regular bay, and it hurts sometimes. And it hurts so bad that it knocks me on my butt. Now, like a lot of people in today's world, when you get knocked down, you got a decision. You can stay down and feel sorry for yourself. You can blame the current president or the previous president. You can blame your mommy and daddy who did the best they could with what they had. You can blame Lee or Mr. Black. You can get your DNA tested to see what percentage of a victim you are. Or you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. And if it knocks you down again, and it will if you're going to play big, you get to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again and again and again and again. We call that courage. And you know what needs to be in place to have courage? Fear. By definition, fear is needed to have courage. Because you can't have courage without 
the presence of fear. And right now, when I identify the 20 blocks to leadership in people's lives, they all have to do with fear. And right now, we have such fear in this country, fear of being called a racist, fear of being called a hateful, uh, fear of being called out for not really being a Christian, fear of being called out for not doing this and not doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to stand up. We've got to stand up. Fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real. And because we're unconscious creatures, if this goes on over and over, then people just buy into it. Remember, leadership's a loop. You've got to flex your pecs. It's permission, it's example, and it's culture. We give people permission through our actions, or should I say lack of actions. And so many people are just shutting down quite enough. They're sticking a mask on. They're sitting down. They're getting four, five, six, seven jabs in their arm. Maybe if I do everything the world tells me, then maybe they'll like me. If you're a child of God, the Bible is clear. The world will not like you. It's at war with you because the world is at war with God. And if you're a true child of God, then your life should be struggling. And if you're not, life isn't struggling. You might want to take a look in the mirror. You know, one of my good friends is Adrian Lyle. Adrian Lyle has a runs a, a group called the Pool Movement. Adrian is a brother in Christ of mine. Just like RJ, his skin is darker than mine. Uh, but he rails against the construct of race. And here's something he sent me. It was a post on Facebook. He said, earlier this week, the President uh, Biden made claim that Dr. King's assassination didn't have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's death did. That's just scary. And he says, before you spit out your water and throw rocks at the president, let me serve as an advocate for the highest office in the land. He said, in a sense, the president's absolutely correct. He said, although there were riots and protests after Dr. King was assassinated, there was nowhere near the amount of murder, burning of properties, and vigilantism that was seen in 2020, and yet nothing was done to stop it. See, Dr. King helped to pass the Civil Rights Act after his death, There was more legislation aimed at making life easier for those who had suffered senseless discrimination under the veil of America's promises. And he said, quote, I won't use my platform to vilify the deceased. I will say that most people would argue that Dr. King led a life that was fitting of a national holiday in a street named after him in every major city in America. He said, perhaps Mr. Floyd had some personal struggles that he was seeking to overcome. After all, we all, all have skeletons in our closet. The key difference that Adrian wanted to illustrate is not how these two men lived, not even the public response to how they died. What he wanted to examine is the ways in which they actually died. Dr. King was surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses on April 4th, 1968, as he stepped out of room 306 at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. He was struck in the face with a single 30-round six round that entered his through his right cheek, breaking his jaw, traveling through several vertebrae as it continued downward th- through his spinal cord. It severed his jugular vein and a major artery before lodging in his shoulder. Dr. King was pronounced dead an hour later. The man who killed Dr. King confessed to the murder and was sentenced to 99 years in prison. It was an act of premeditated murder that stemmed from racial hatred Is this the same way that George Floyd died? This is the question that Adrian, my my friend, who's a brother in Christ, who happens to have black skin, asked. Was Floyd assassinated because of his race or even as an act of premeditated murder? And he says, let's look at facts. Forget your feelings. Forget what you want to believe. Look at facts. He said, first, let me say that no one should die the way George Floyd died. I agree. It was awful, despicable, downright horrid. 
but was an act of vicious racism. And he goes on to pose this question, which is great. Consider if America had taken this moment to examine overly aggressive policing, the handling of petty crimes, or even mental health issues, we would be on a path to progress. Instead, we have spent untold billions of dollars trying to rid our shores of systemic racism. Despite the vitriolic way that George Floyd died, has anyone asked, was it an act of racism? J. Alexander Kuhn is the son of a Nigerian immigrant. Tao Thao is the descendant of migrants from Southeast Asia. Both of these men have been charged in the death of George Floyd. The reason why their names are barely known is because it would disrupt the narrative that Floyd's death was somehow racially motivated. If the news claimed that these men were white supremacists, they'd lose what little credibility they had left. Again, George Floyd's death was horrible staying on America. I just struggle to compare it to any way Dr. King died. See, this is the lie. This is the lie. Just like Kyle Rittenhouse, same thing. There was not a single person of color involved in that situation. Think about that. But the people that were killed were rapists, were criminals, uh, regular bad actors using the BLM riots as a way to wreak havoc. And then he goes on to say, Adrian, those who seek to paint the picture that everything is racist are playing with your emotions. Hear this. They're playing with your emotions, and they're doing it at the unconscious level. They know that most people are not analytical thinkers. Instead of asking the basic questions, many just nod their head to the beat of the mainstream drum. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got to wake up. We are being taught to hate each other. We are being taught for half of us to be victims. We all have pain in our life. We all have struggles. And what the progressives are doing, they're wanting to take this pain that you and I have, and they're wanting to put blame on it. If you can take all your hurt and blame the white people, then you can now focus your rage and your hatred. That's what they're doing. They're playing us, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to wake up. It's time to get off autopilot and get in the driver's seat so we can change our lives and the lives of those around us. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. This is where we're helping you remember when you live your life like it matters. It does. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Oh, we don't play that. This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855-565-5519 or book online at Stand with israeltour.com 855-565-5519 or stand with Israel Tour. three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.